0: KMTT. And it's Tuesday. The first drops of rain are beginning to fall in Eretz Israel. So we're happy about that. And today's share in Parshat Chayeh Sarah will be given by Rav Yonatan Snoble. In this week's Parshat Chayeh Sarah, we deal with many different topics. Um, we have uh, Abraham buying Me'arat HaMachpelah. Um, to bury Sarah in. We have the long story describing Evid Avraham going to Haran, Aramna Harim, to find a wife for Yitzchak. He finds a uh, Rivka uh, for Yitzchak. At the end of the parsha, we have uh, two shorter um, sections which seem to be of lesser significance. And Dafka and those two parshiot I would like to focus today. The first one is, of course, Avraham remarrying a woman named Keturah having more sons and he, of course he sends those sons away um abraham passes away and then finally the final parshia in our parsha the seventh aliyah begins the following ben avraham asher hagar the section here describes the offspring of ishmael his 12 sons and and finally describes Ishmael passing on as well, like Avraham. And it begs the question to a certain extent, what is why why are the Toldot of Ishmael significant to us? We know that Avraham's Brit with Hakadosh Baruch was passed on not through Ishmael, but rather through Yitzchak. And it seems uh, surprising that uh, Toldot Yishmael Ishmael are brought. Uh even more so surprising when we read the first Pasuk of next week's Parsha, which is We have a similar st- sentence, ben Abraham, at the end of our parsha. And at the beginning of next week's parsha, we have todot A initial read would lead us to believe that the Psukim are trying to show similarities between Ishmael ben Avraham and Yitzchak ben Avraham. Both of them are both of them are ben Avraham, both of them are significant. Um, a closer read of the Pasuk will actually see that the the purpose of the Psukim are not to compare them but to contrast them. Ishmael is ben Avraham. However, it is clear who the Torah wants to show him as connected to. Asher yalda hagar hamitzri shivchat sarah avraham This is someone of a lesser significance. He is tr- truthfully Avraham's son, but he is the son of the shivcha, hagar hamitzri, as opposed to Yitzchak. Veela todot Yitzchak <speaking> ben <in> Avraham. <Hebrew> Avraham holidet Yitzchak. The contrast here is not between the mothers, that Hagar is Ishmael's mother and Sarah is Yitzchak's mother. The contrast here is that Ishmael is the offspring of Avraham, but really we associate him with Hagar hamitrit shivchat Sarah. Yitzchak ben Avraham, Avraham holidet Yitzchak. Avraham. Is Yitzchak's father. Avraham is also Ishmael's father. But the fact that the Torah compares and contrasts these these psukim in this way and then repeats the sentence, the Avraham, Holidat Yitzchak, is trying to show that Yitzchak is the Ikar of Avraham. And of course, from here on in, we describe the story of Yitzchak. Ishmael is given a short byline, his sons, how old he was when he passed away. And that's it. Yitzchak is described as Avraham HaLid Yitzchak, and then a long story goes into Yitzchak, and we're ultimately interested in what happens to Yitzchak. This, of course, is not the only time that this happens. We find this tofa'ah, this this idea, again, when it comes to Yaakov and Esav. At the end of parashat Vayishlach, Perek Vav and Sefer Bereshit, we find Esav Edom. And then we go into a longer description than what we find by Ishmael of his sons and uh, the different Alufim of Esav and finally the, the kings of Esav, the kings of Edom. Followed by in lamed Zain, Veyeshev Yaakov Beeretz Megura Once again we find Esav, Yaakov, the first being the son, who ultimately, as far as the Torah's view, is of n- lesser significance. A shorter description; only one parak is is um, given to Esav's toldot, whereas Yaakov's toldot start in Parak Lamed Zain, and it's not clear where they end. The Rashbam suggests that toldot. Uh, Yaakov only ends in the middle of uh, Parshat Vayigash, several Prakim later. In other words, we see this very clear pattern that the less significant son is his toldot are mentioned first, followed by the more significant son, or his toldot are mentioned in great length and great detail. And this is to show we are aware of the fact that there are two sons, we are mentioning the, the less significant son, and we are telling you the second son is the chosen son. Now, in fact, if we look closely into Sefer Bereshit, we'll find that this idea that we find in our parsha, Toldot Yishmael versus Toldot Yitzhak, Toldot Esa versus Todot Yaakov, is not really a new idea. It, it maybe is strengthened by the word toldot and given a sharper picture, but really we find this idea earlier on already in Parshat Sheet. If we look in Parshat Sheet, we know of course that um, Adam Harishon had three sons. Hevel was killed immediately, it seems that he doesn't have any offspring. So Adam is left with two sons, Cain and Shet. Kain Zera is described first in Perak Dalad and Sefer Bereshit from uh, Pasuk Yudzain and onwards. We see a discussion of Kain's children, Kain's offspring. But after that, we see in Perik He Ze Sefer Todot Adam Biyom Beroy Elohim Adam Bidmut Elohim Asa Oto. We describe Adam's offspring as Shet, and then the Torah continues from here, ten generations from Adam through Shet and Nosh, all the way down till Noach. Again we have Cain, the the murderer son, who was cursed by God, his offspring are mentioned first, and then we see the the more significant offspring, the offspring of Adam HaRishon, through Shet, which leads to Noach, and Noach of course survives the Mabul, and carries on the world beyond the Mabul. Once again this pattern of the less significant son's offspring mentioned first, and the more significant son mentioned second, with greater detail. This we find post the Mabul as well. In, uh, after the Mabul, we find in Perak Yud of Sefer Bereshit, ben B'neinoch, Shem, Cham, VeYafet. The Torah describes first the offspring of Yafet, then the offspring of Cham, and finally the offspring of Shem. So again, we know that Shem is ultimately the father of Avram, Avraham Avinu. So he is the last son and he's the more significant one. And of course, beyond what we read in Perak Yud, at the, at, in Parak Yud Aleph, similar to what we found at the end of Parshat Barashit, about the ten generations from Adam HaRishon to Noach, we again, in Perek Yud Aleph, Pasuk Yud, we find, Elet Shem, Shem ben ma'at shana ar pachshad, The description of the ten generations from Shem until Avram, once again, the same model of the less significant son, and then the main son, Shem, sorry, Ham and Yafet are described first, and finally Shem is described once in Parak Yud at the end, and again in Parak Yud Aleph, from the ten generations from Shem till Avraham. Maybe and possibly, and this will lead us into the next section, one more example of such is from last week's Parsha. And last week's Parsha, of course, um, we see the birth of the sons of Lot. Out of the destruction of Stom, he gives birth to, or his daughters give birth to his two sons that survive, and they are Moab, who becomes the father of the nation of Moab, and Ben-Ami, who becomes the father of the nation of Ammon, And only after that, the birth of Yitzchak is described. And certainly in the eyes of Chazal, uh, Lot was a potential person who could have come after Avraham Avinu and continued in his footsteps, but ultimately he failed. And he had his two sons. Those two sons are not significant in the eyes of the Mikra, not as significant as Am Yisrael, therefore they're mentioned they're acknowledged, but there's no. we don't describe them at any great length. So what we have here in Sefer sheet clearly, is this pattern of the two sons, the two potentials, who could follow in their father's footsteps. One of them, less significant, mentioned first, pushed aside. The second one, the chosen one, mentioned second. He's the one who carries on, and he is described at great length. This goes from Cain and Shet, Yefet Ham and Shem, Lot versus Avraham, or Bnei Lot versus Yitzchak, and then Yishmael versus Yitzchak, and finally Esav versus Yaakov. And this is a very strong underlying theme in Sefer Bereshit. The kuzari describes uh, this idea through his, using the word the pri and the klipa. that uh, in, in, a, in a fruit we have the fruit and we have the section that's covering the fruit, the peel. Of course, both of them exist, the peel of the orange and the orange are both there. But clearly we all understand that the, what we're interested in is the fruit, the orange itself, and the peel of the orange is less significant to us. And that's how the Kuzari describes this idea that we see in Sefer Feber Bereshit, that we have the chosen offspring, that they are the fruit, and we have the less significant uh, offspring that was not chosen, and they are the peel, the, the chaff of the fruit. The question that uh, might arise when viewing this idea, is, was there a choice in the matter? Is one chosen to be the chosen offspring because of actions that are taken? Or is one chosen for some metaphysical reason that met- some, something in the neshama of the person that was chosen is better than the neshama of the person that was not chosen? What, what is going on in this choice? What's, what is the guiding factor? What is the guiding uh, principle behind the choice? What I'd like to do is I'd like to examine a different word that becomes of great significance in Sefer Bereshit, that again, in a very, very subtle way, seems to be guiding us through the same path that we've just described seems to guide us also in Sefer Bereshit through it in a different way. I'd like to start from a pasuk in Parshat Lech Lecha. The pasuk, when Avraham and uh, Lot decide to go their separate ways, we know that Lot decides to leave where Avraham was and go over to Stom. In this pasuk, describing that, in Peret Yudgimel and Pasuk Yidalf and Sefer Bereshit the Torah describes the following Vaivcharlo et kol kikar ha-yerdein Va'yissalot mikedem Va'yiparadu ish me'alachiv Lot chose the Jordan Valley Va'yissalot mikedem Va'yiparadu ishme me'alachiv If we translate the phrase Va'yissalot mikedem in in a more familiar translation, we'll come up with the following. Vayisalot mikedem means lot traveled from the east. Mikedem, from the east. That's exactly how Rashi, in his first explanation, explains this pasuk. Vayisalot mikedem, Nasa me'etzel Avraham, vehalach lo shel Avraham. Nimetza noseya mimizrach l'ma'arav. mikhedem from the east, means one is traveling from the east to the west. The Ibn Ezra explains similarly. Vaisalot mikhedem kistom ma'arav Beitel. Sdom is to the west of betel. Now, a basic understanding of the ge- geography of Eretz Yisrael will make us immediately come up with great difficulties with Rashi and Ibn Ezra's explanation. Uh, While there might be some machloket parshanim about the exact whereabouts of Stom, Stom is clearly in the area of the Dead Sea, the Dead Sea being to the east, not to the west, of Beit El, of the center of Eretz Yisrael, some, some say that Stom is on the east side of the Jordan River. Some say the is certainly have the opinion that Stom was on the west side of the Jordan River. In any case, Stom is to the east of Abraham's position in the middle of the country. And yet both Rashi and the Ibn Ezra, whose knowledge of the geography of Eretz Israel might not have been that great, being that they were not in Eretz Israel take the, the pasuk at face value, vayisalot mikedem, to mean they tra- he traveled from the east to the west. This is not a possible explanation. On, a le- on the level of pshat, it seems, if we look carefully at the other uses of the word mikedem, without going into great detail, that the word mikedem can also mean towards the east if we look in bereshit per gimel pasuk kaf dalet et adam after chet adam arishon adam is chased out of gan eden vayashken Mikedem legan eden et ha-kruvim the kruvim were placed from the east of gan eden there is no meaning of from the east Mi-kedem can only mean in this in this Context: Mikedem leGan Eden to the east of Gan Eden. It's possible that when we see, let's say, for example, in Parshat Masei, if we have point A and point B, then we could say u mi point A, Vayachanu be point B. In that context, the letter Mem means coming from somewhere, going to somewhere else. But, if there's not a point A and a point B, but there's only point A, as in, then apparently the Mem does not mean from, but to. Similarly, in our Pasuk that we're discussing, does not mean as we think in our classic understanding of Hebrew, that Lot traveled from the East, but rather it means he traveled to the East. And then, of course, everything works out geographically and everything is understood. However, Chazal chose here a different understanding of the Pasuk. And Rashi brings this second understanding of Chazal, and it's possible that Chazal, the the Midrash that Rashi brings is from Bereshit Rabbah, which is a Midrash of Eretz Yisrael. We're familiar with the geography of Eretz Yisrael. And they... Understood that Kedem could not mean from the east to the west, so therefore they gave a different explanation. Mi Kedem, u'midrash agada he'sia atzmo mikadmono shel olam. Amar iefshiloh be'avram avram be'lo kav. Lot took himself away from kadmono shel olam, away from hakadosh baruch in his choice to leave Avraham and go to live in Stom, when Stom, the sinning people of Stom, essentially Lot chose to move away from HaKadosh Baruch Chazal in this interpretation, except our classic understanding in Hebrew that Mem means from, from something, they understand that it cannot mean from the east to the west, because they know that Stom is to the east. Of Abraham's position, and therefore, they come up with a new explanation. Va'yisalot <speaking in Hebrew> moving away from kadmonoshalolam, hakadosh baruch In that sense, the word kedem, according to Chazal, has some sort of meaning relating to some sort of hint to hakadosh <speaking in Hebrew> baruch and one who travels away from kadmonoshalolam one sorry one who travels away from kedem is traveling away from kadmonoshalolam it appears however if we look closely in sefer Bereshit, that this is not a single incident of the use of the term kedem in this way of moving away from kadmonoshalolam moving away from hashem If we go back, we will see that at every point where man goes in the wrong way it seems, the man makes the mistake that allows him not to be chosen, we find this term of kedem coming up again. A pasuk that we've already mentioned, Adam, va'yashken mikedem legan Eden et Immediately after "chet adam arishon," we find the we find the use of the term "mikedem," and it's very inter, very possible, along the lines of the midrash that Chazal said about mikedem," to use the same idea that. This choice that Adam made when he did Chet Adam Arishon, he ate from Eitz Hadat, put him in a position of Mi Kedem. He went away from Akadosh Baruch Hu in this decision. The next great sin, of course, is the sin where Kain kills his brother Hevel. Kain milifnei Adonai Vayeshe nod kidmat Eden. Again, this word Kedem comes up. Cain when he goes and he sins against his brother, is essentially sinning against HaKadosh Baruch Hu. he's moving away from Kadmono And once again, the Torah uses this code word, Kedem, in the context of Kain. After Dor Hamabul, of course we know of the sin by Migdal Bavel, Dor HaPalagah, or God stops the building of Migdal Bavel, mixes up their languages, and spreads them out throughout the world. And in that context, at the beginning of that section, the Torah says, The people of Dora Palaga, they traveled away from Kedem. Again, this idea of going away from shel Olam. The next place where we'll mention that this code word, this keyword comes up, of course, is where we started off from. And then we come to two interesting mentionings of the word Kedem at the end of our parsha, which is where we started off from. We mentioned that at the end of his life, Abraham remarried a woman named Ketura, and he had more sons. And it says about these sons, and possibly also Yishmael, <speaking in Hebrew> Abraham gave them presents. <speaking in Hebrew> Abraham sent these sons, Ked mal Eretz Kedem. Once again, the code word Kedem is coming up at a place of choice. These sons were sent away. They are no longer be, going to be with Kadmonoshal They are going to be away. Yitzchak is going to stay with Kadmonoshal These sons will be away. Again, the code word Kedem is coming up in the context of the choice. And finally, in the context of Ishmael, we find that one of his sons, Chadad v'tema yitur nafish v'kedma. Once again, the code word Kedem is coming up, sending us this message that Ishmael is also involved with the idea of Kedem. And Ishmael's position, of course we understand on our own, is away from Kadmonosha Olam. Now, when I, this, when following up on this idea, we hope to find something in the context of Esav, that somewhere Esav has something to do with Kedem, and showing us as well that Esav is also away from Kadmonosh But what we find is nothing with regard to Esav, but rather we find a pasuk by Yaakov, Va'isa Yaakov, ragla bene kedem. Yaakov went to Artsa Ben Kedem, to the land of B'nei Kedem. According to the pattern that we've seen, this would certainly imply that Yaakov was not the chosen son. But I'd like to go back to the first appearance of the word Kedem, which I have not mentioned yet. And that is before Chet Adam Arishon. Vaita Adonai Elohim Gan Beeden Vayasem As we mentioned before, Chazal understand the word Kedem to mean Kadmonos Sholam Hakadosh Baruch Of course, the word Kedem unto itself does not mean anything bad. Gun be Eden Mikedem. There, there is a Hashem Elokim planted a gun and Eden Mikedem. Kedem, in fact, seems to be the code word for the choice that man makes. And the Torah is using it at certain places to show us that the man made the decision. Adam Harishon made the decision away from Kadmonoshaolam. Cain made the decision away from Kadmonoshaolam. Dor HaPalaga made the decision away from Kadmonoshaolam. Lot as well made the decision away from Kadmonoshaolam. The Bnei Pilakshim, Bnei Ishmael, they too made the decision away from Kadmonoshaolam. And I say, while well, it says, in, I'll say this in brackets, while it says that Bnei went to Eretz Kedem, I stress that I'm using the word Kedem as a code word. It's showing us not necessarily by saying Mi Kedem or El Kedem what the meaning is, but we understand from Sefer Bereshit when the word Kedem is used, it's showing us that a choice is being made, and we understand from the context in which direction the choice is. So when we see in the last appearance of the word Kedem in Sefer Bereshit, it's not exactly accurate, the last one that we're going to mention, Vayelach Artsa Bnei Kedem, um, that Yaakov went to the land of Bnei Kedem, Yaakov is also about this choice. Of course, Yaakov, we understand, from Sefer Bereshit, chose to go to Kadmono shel olam. He went to Akadosh Baruch Hu if we quickly summarize what we have seen then, we've seen that throughout Sefer Bereshit, whether it's through the telling of the story of the sons, of the different characters in Sefer Bereshit, we see who is chosen, and who is not chosen. Ishmael Yitzchak, Esau and Yaakov, and before that as well, but also through the word Kedem, and its appearances in Sefer Bereshit, we see... That the chosen or non chosen, they themselves chose whether to go to Kadmonosha Olam, to Hakadosh Baruchu, like Yaakov Avinu did, or if the, the word Kedem denotes the choice of the non chosen to go away from Kadmonosha Olam, away from Hakadosh Baruchu, like Lot did in Parsh- Parshat. Lech or like Bnei Apilakshim and Bnei Yishmael do at the end of our parsha. We hope and pray that we should all go to Kedem, to Kadmono and return to the state of Vayita Adonai Elohim, Gan beeden M'Kedem, Vayasem Shamet HaAdam Asher Yatsar.